Oh, hello. Welcome to DTF, Deeper Than Friends, A Soul Connection podcast. My name is Ashlyn Vanover, and I am your host. Today's episode is going to be about the long-distance daughter. This trend has been going around TikTok and socials recently, and I feel like I can definitely speak on this as I left as a 17-year-old and really only lived with my family when I fell on some hard times, but hated the area and always just wanted to explore and be independent on my own adventures. So for those of you who don't really know what the long distance daughter trend is about, it's basically saying how you are a daughter, you are a child in the scenario where you move so far away from your family that seeing them on holidays is even somewhat hard and you're just not living close in proximity to them enough to have like that type of relationship. You probably still have a really strong one or maybe you don't, but it's definitely harder when you don't live just a few hours away. In November of last year, 2022, I moved to Colorado in the mountains and that is a whole nine and a half hours away from my family. When I was 17, I moved out right after high school, like probably the next day, I think. I Well, the next day or two. And I moved down to the family lake house, which, you know, maybe this counts, maybe it doesn't. But I only saw certain family members on certain weekends. You know, the holidays I'd see everybody, including my parents and my siblings. But, you know, not not the type of relationship I had with them when I lived super close. And, you know, I lived there that summer and then I went off to college that fall. And the college wasn't too far away either. It was about two and a half. Oh, and my lake house is approximately six hours away from my hometown. But my college was only two and a half, almost three hours, just depending on how fast you drove. And, you know, that was fun, but I was so caught up in college life that, you know, the relationship with the family wasn't really there. I didn't go home hardly at all. Not even on the weekends. I stayed and I partied. Um, and then I dropped out. <laughs> I dropped out of college that first semester and moved to Lincoln, Nebraska, which is only an hour and a half, hour 45 away from my hometown. And, you know, I saw my family a lot at that point. I went home occasionally. I talked to them, did whatever. And then after that, I ended up moving home. And that was a hard time in my life. But moved home, got closer with my family, then moved away, moved 30 minutes away. Kind of figured that wasn't for me either. And then I moved back to my college town, which was two and a half hours. And then from that college town, I moved back to the Ozarks, back to my lake house, my family lake house. And then from there, I moved back to Beatrice, which was the 30 minutes away. And then from Beatrice, I moved back to the lake. (laughs) And you, you get the point. It was going on and off like that longest being two and a half hours away from my family for a few years until November of 2022 when I moved here to Colorado and that leap was so difficult let me tell you I had been trying to get to Colorado for years 
And if you know anything about living here, it's really fucking expensive. Like groceries, a place to live. You want an apartment to yourself? Cool. Pay $1,500 a month for a shoebox. Good luck. And You've got amenities, dude. Don't forget your heat in the winter. Hella expensive. Groceries, depending on your diet, okay? And I guess... I'm a gym girl, so I eat a lot, and I need a lot of good sources of protein to look the way I do. So my grocery bill is probably like 60 to $90 every three to four days. And dude, if you buy groceries, you know the pain. It is expensive. You know, it's probably cheaper to go out and buy a slice of pizza than it is to make your own high-protein food at home here. And when I moved, it was just a big shock. And I didn't really have the opportunity until September, November-ish to move here. And that ended up not working out. But it got me here. And that was the biggest part. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, so now that I'm finally here and I am definitely long distance enough. You know, my family, they all vacation. They all do those ski trips every winter. So that was really fun. My entire family came this winter and I got to spend quality time with them. I got to ski with my grandparents. I've never skied with them before and it was their last year ever. And I just, that makes me so happy. And those moments are what I live for with my family. But onto a sad depressing side of this all is that I miss a lot of moments with my family. I miss a lot of family dinners. I actually missed my first Christmas this past winter because of work and just scheduling didn't work for me to get home. Honestly, the weather probably wasn't good enough for me to leave either and make it back on time for work. Because it's expensive here and I couldn't really afford to just leave. Um, and it it could have cost me my job too. That's what I mean by afford. You know, my family definitely would have helped me come home. It was just the fact that I relied on that job here. And that job was a seasonal job where we were required to work through Christmas. Um, so just the promise that I had a job kept me from going home for Christmas. And, you know, it didn't really feel like Christmas to me. And I miss that because my family, we all get together on Christmas Eve. And it's like one of my favorite memories of my entire family just being together is every Christmas Eve we get together. We open presents. We eat a big feast and... You know, it's just, it's good quality time. And I love that. I cherish that. Um, And so I miss this Christmas. And that was hard. But it didn't really affect me until I saw pictures posted on my grandparents' digital frame. We all have this app that we can post pictures to. And it like uploads onto my grandparents' frame in their house. It's on their kitchen counter and it's the cutest thing and I like to add pictures of myself in there. But when I was adding pictures one day, I was scrolling through just seeing what the family was up to, seeing their pictures, and I stumbled upon the Christmas photo of my grandparents, my cousins, without me. And I'm going to be really honest, I cried. 
I cried when I saw that because it's important to me that I'm involved. I have this like kind of trauma where I just feel so left out and I think that stems from just being a loner as a kid because I smelled so bad and so I have this fear of just being left out and I this this time it was 100% on me they wanted me to be there you know I didn't have to be left out but it didn't hit me until I saw that picture and I realized that I will never get that year back that I missed and like I said it's just such a positive time for the family to get together and they all live in the same town so like they see each other all the time and growing up I saw them all the time too it's just way different when you move away and you're not there anymore you know you hear about it you still communicate with them it's just such a different type of relationship and it makes me feel like an outsider so to all you long distance daughters sons out there I feel you. You know, there are some benefits like living your own life and exploring and living in a destination where even they can come and visit you and like it's a way for them to get shown around of your new home and that's so cool and it's amazing, but it's those old moments that I just miss. You know, I can't just drive over to my grandparents' house for lunch or dinner just to see what they're doing. I can't help my grandma with her garden. I can't help my sisters with the horses. I can't go to their horse shows. I can't go to the rodeo. I can't go to the softball shows. I can't just be there. I can't swim in the pool with them anymore. Just those little things are what I miss. But... I wouldn't change the life that I'm living for anything. I value all of those little moments, but I had them and it was time for me to move on and make my own moments and find my own place in the world. And I think I've found it. I love this mountain town. I had some plans to leave, but then I was journaling. And I'll touch base on this journaling topic too because my god I swear by this shit y'all need to start journaling if you don't it just helps you look inward and understand how you're feeling and your ideas and that sort of thing but back to me journaling I was journaling and trying to decide why do I always pick up and leave why do I uproot myself like every three to seven months. What is the deal with that? And I think I found it. I think I found my answer journaling the other day. And it's strictly that I've never felt a sense of community. I've never felt like people want me there. I've never felt like I have a role to play in a town. Like, let me kind of briefly explain my community here to you. I work for a seasonal place. It's a delivery service for ski rentals. And I was bartending a little bit, but 
I met so many people who share the same hobbies and passions in life as I do that I just, it's so hard to leave them. And when I was journaling, I'm like, why do I want to leave? What is up with that? Like, yes, I want to explore new places, but that's what traveling is for. That's not what moving to a whole new city and finding the inner works is for. Like, people move because of a job or because of relationships or, you know, because of bad situations. They don't move just to explore. That's not that's not what I do. I move because I feel like I've either outgrown my environment there, I don't feel wanted, or I just haven't found that group of people that makes my day-to-day exciting. And I found that here. I have an amazing smaller group of friends that I met over the winter in Honestly, most of them are coming back for another season here, and I do love Breckenridge. It's so beautiful. You know, the mountain is great. I do wish I could just go and, like, take more ski trips other places, and I might, but with my seasonal job, that wasn't really possible, Um, so I just did the local stuff, but my friends and I would get together, and we'd go night skiing just, like, on a random Sunday night just for fucking fun. Just for fun, dude. Not because we feel the pressure of being on vacation and like, oh, this is the one week a year that we get to do this. No, like this is our life. This is our just adventurous, outdoorsy, dirtbag life. And I love it. And I love these people. They are so open-minded and give you a different perspective on life and that's how you learn, dog. You learn from other people's perspectives and you see where they're coming, like how they see the world through their eyes. And it's so beautiful. You learn about different cultures and, you know, different emotions too. Some people are highly sensitive and in tune with their emotions. And just seeing that makes you want to be too. It's just such a positive influence for me to be here between you know, the actual earth itself right here. Fuck, I have mountains. I have lakes. I've got plenty of fresh pow in the winter. I have beautiful shade in the summer. And, you know, the spring is a little iffy. I'll give you that. The spring is a little iffy. It's called mud season here. And it's like freezing at night. It's like 28 degrees at night. And then maybe during the day it gets up to 60. It's bizarre. And there's so much rain. But I love it. And that's why I stay. I miss my family dearly. I do. And I know that they feel the same way. I don't really hear it from them too often. But I think that they're proud of me for being so courageous in life. A lot of people tend to stick around for someone versus what they actually want to do. And I know this from what I've heard from friends, from family, you know, like my stepmom and my dad, they moved back home to our hometown because my stepmom needed help with the kids and like she had a sense of community there 
And so, like, they moved back for that. And, you know, they probably also wanted me to get to know my sisters better. But then I also have friends who stay in areas because of a relationship. Or they even move back to an area that they hated because of a relationship. And that's, like, entrapment. Okay? I need you to think about what you want what you would like in a scenario you have a dream destination that you just something's calling you say the ocean the mountains the plains what is calling you what is your passion in life and I need you to start moving towards that take the people you love into consideration yes but do not withhold that life from yourself due to location. I'm going to need you to pick up and leave because if you're not fighting for yourself, if your loved one isn't wanting that for you, then what the hell are you doing? Why are you being so unhappy? You're just like putting it on yourself. You need to express your passions in life and chase them and make them your reality. Don't just dream. Don't just be like, oh yeah, like I dream about, you know, just living in the mountains off the land. Go do it, dude. It is not that hard. I swear to God, your natural instincts will kick in and it, it's easier than you think. You just have to take that first step of letting go of those relationships that will still serve you, okay? You can still stay in touch. We live in the digital age. You can FaceTime. You can do all of this stuff. And once you're here and they see how happy you are, it's going to be so worth it. They'll come visit you and your time together is going to be more quality time. It's beautiful, but it's also heart-wrenching. I'm not going to sugarcoat all of this stuff. Because I have lost a lot of relationships along the way, friendships, guys, some family relationships have become brittle. But I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't because I'm so much happier. I'm in such a better place mentally, physically than I've ever been in my life. But losing those things is really hard and pushing through just fighting for what you want, you have to have a voice. You can't just always silence yourself being scared that you're going to hurt somebody. Yeah, just don't be scared. I have always felt a need to leave, to live minimalist, to do all of this stuff. Some of it stems from the trauma that I had in a hoarding situation. Some of it stems from just being a free spirit. Some of it stems from me being a lover of nature and animals and just wanting to be outside. Like when I was in middle school or elementary even, like the rest of the family would be asleep and I would go outside. I'd go outside early in the morning. I'd dig holes with my dog in the rain. I would take walks with my dogs into the field. I'd ride my horse around the fields. I'd just always be outside. You only ever caught me inside when it was dark because I'm scared of the dark. (laughs) So when the sun was out, I was out. And I still hold on to that. That's who I am as a person. I guess maybe that fueled me to be so independent and outgoing and so 
unafraid of new environments, being courageous, if you will. I'm just willing to accept what's being thrown at me. And I know that you make so many amazing connections, either with the earth, with people, with animals, when you're alone and you have the time to just exist. It's beautiful. And I've just always done it. I've always just had like little picnics out in the field. I'd pack an entire bag. I'd go out there and just sit. This was before I even had a phone, okay? I always had that that need to be in nature. I tried to run away when I was younger and I planned this entire freaking move to this farm that was a family friends and they had this old camper that they used for deer camp and deer camp is like when someone with a bunch of land hosts a bunch of hunters and they all stay there on the land for a few days and scope out different spots and hope to shoot a deer um and they had this camper so this this friend who lived there and I made this plan that I was just going to live in the camper and I didn't need to have running water. I didn't need all of that stuff. I would shower either with the hose outside or I'd shower inside or I'd figure it out or I'd shower at school. I almost did it. I almost just started walking and I don't really remember why I turned back, but I didn't do it because I was so young. (laughs) I was like, I was like 11 or 12. I was so little. That That just makes me laugh because I was making this entire plan to be like a free spirit of some sort, living in a camper, you know, homeless practically. Just always had that drive and it makes me laugh because I finally did it. Here I am 10 years later (laughs) freaking owning, I own my own camper that's in the bed of my pickup. It's a truck bed camper. I own my own pickup. I am living this nomadic life that I just always dreamed of as a kid. And I didn't realize that everything I was doing up until this point was to get me here. You know, I totaled my car, my little Chevy Malibu, a few years back. And when my dad and I were kind of going through vehicles and like scenarios like, well, what's the next move? This is a vehicle I'm going to take into most of my 20s, maybe my early 30s. It needs to be a smart one. And I just knew that I wanted a truck. For some reason, I thought, you know, like I may need to haul things one day. I haul over, I haul my horses around quite a bit. Like, let's just get me a truck. That seems like the most logical thing. And maybe I wanted a camper. I just wasn't sure. I'd been doing the shuttle bus thing for a second. And that wasn't really working out. Um, So I stopped doing that. And then I got my truck because I totaled my car. Um, And the truck gave me another open door to this camper lifestyle that I always dreamed of when I was little. It's like my inner child is healing as I'm doing all of this stuff and she's rooting for me, dude, and I couldn't be happier. You know, my family is so supportive of this too. It's against kind of what they do, you know, like they're pretty traditional and like to have a plan for things. They don't 
exactly appreciate me being so free-spirited. They would like me to have a plan, but that just comes from a, a place of love. And I understand their worry. I do. But I'm 22 years old. I turn 23 next month. Happy early birthday to me. It's almost Virgo season. You better watch out. <laughs> and it just works so well. It works so well for me. I was moving around way too much. I needed a stable place to call my own. I was tired of paying rent. And, you know, not not having enough money to do life to explore here now my utilities and bills are at a minimum and so I can spend more money on travel and my lifestyle and just finding my style and you know enjoying the finer things in life because I downsize so much and I don't need all of the amenities that an apartment has like I'm off the grid and I love it I love it and I know that my family sees that I enjoy my time and I know that they're really proud of me. But it would be really great if they lived closer to something fun like this. Like something more adventurous. I'm such an outdoorsy person and there's nothing in Nebraska. It's like the southeast corner of Nebraska. It's so bare. Like there's cornfields, there's bean fields. There's a couple of trees. There's this place called Rock Creek Station that is actually pretty cool. Um, they have, like, trail ride. Well, they have, like, trails for riding horses and that sort of thing. And, like, a small campground. But even then, you know, the weather there is crap. It's either really hot and humid or ice cold in the winter. And I just hate that kind of weather. Um, doesn't make you want to be outside at all. So I'm very spoiled to live here in the mountains. I just wish we lived closer because like I said earlier, back to my point of being the long distance daughter, it is really hard when I miss out on the weekend lake days, on my little sisters growing up, on their games, on their rodeos, on their life and swimming in the pool. And I don't get to do that anymore. And I look back on the times in high school when I would do those things and it made me so happy so happy my brother he's kind of like he's kind of grown now he's like an, a young adult that's weird to say oh my god he's like a young adult though he's 19 years old gonna be 20 this winter that's crazy he bartends you know he's a busy guy when I go home, I try to see him, but he's a knucklehead and doesn't like to see me very often. Um, so there's not a whole lot that I'm missing out with him because he's a guy and I guess that's different. I don't know. He's not as sentimental as I am. But I did get to see him bartending and that was exciting. But there's so many other things happening in his life too that I'm missing. I went home one time and he has a motherfucking beard he's got like facial hair and it felt like I blinked and my little brother grew up into a man and dude that's crazy my little sisters aren't really like old enough to have like those massive puberty changes yet but 
oh my god, I almost didn't even recognize him. It was crazy. Brayden, I hope you're listening to this. I love you. Um, I don't really like the facial hair. You should clean it up a little bit, make it look nice. But, you know, you do you, boo. Love you. Um, but I'm also terrified that that exact same situation is going to happen with my sisters. Because it was a shock, you know, it, it really snapped me into the reality of like, wow, I'm missing out on so much of his life. I haven't seen him in forever. And look at how much he's already changed. He's taller than I am. He's got facial hair. He goes in and out of girlfriends. Because I mean, I guess it's maybe just a family problem. It's our, it's our generational, it's our generational trauma that's kicking in here. Hopefully, hopefully I break that cycle. Hopefully you do too, Brayden. I hope you find love. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I'm scared for it to happen with my sisters. Eden is almost as tall as I am. The twins, heck, they're getting their own like massive personalities. And they're so not afraid to express themselves. And I freaking love that. They are so outspoken and... You know, Valerie's a little shy around me. I wish she'd open up a little bit more, but I get it. I get being the quiet one. Jill says that she idolizes me, and I don't even know because she doesn't talk to me. Like, she's always watching me, always staring at me, but I don't know. That's some good stuff to say, I think. She should She should try to maintain the conversation with me. I try. I get shut down or ignored, which is fine. I love her still. Also, my grandparents. I love my grandparents. They've helped me so much throughout the years. And whenever I go home, I'm talking like, you know, you know what I'm saying when I say every time I go home, everyone gets older. Everyone grows up. As humans, we only have X amount of time on our clocks. We can maybe push that a little, depending on how healthy we are and how we take care of ourselves, etc. But people grow old and fade away. And every time I go home, they just get older. And it makes me so sad. Because age is beautiful, okay? The aging process, like, they're all aging so well. But I just don't handle grief very well. I had my last two great-grandparents on opposite sides that I was pretty close with both die within the year. And like I'm saying, they're they're on the opposite sides of my family, like one on Crystal's side and then one on my dad's side. And seeing my entire family grieving, my entire family, I'm not just talking one side or, you know, the other side just being, you know, supportive and, oh, I'm so sorry to hear. No, the entire family I have was grieving and 
honestly, that broke me a little on the inside. And I don't want them to grow old because it makes me feel guilty for missing that time with them. And they're going to say, you know, like, oh, no, Ashlyn, we love that you live your life. Like, we are so proud of you. But I am not ready for that time. And I know that it's, it's going to be a while. It is. Um, but it's also going to be a while before I get home. And each time that I see them, it just feels that much more exaggerated because I've been gone a while. It feels more near than it actually is because I don't get to spend that quality time with them anymore. Every time I go home, I always make it a point to see them. And everyone who is a long-distance child 100% understands this. Everyone gets older. And you don't realize that you're aging too until you go home. And you see everyone and they've grown into a life that almost feels like you didn't belong in. It's it's like they're a whole different person. And you miss that. And it's really hard when you love them dearly. It's hard to see them fade or grow realizing you've missed all of it. And you'll continue to miss things. You know, for a second... When I was starting to see this in my family, when I was starting to notice all of these changes, I pulled away. I thought if I just didn't see them, I wouldn't have to go through that pain any longer. And I went for a while without seeing my family. I didn't make any plans to go home. I didn't try. And it's okay to go through that. That's just how I was coping. As I age and as I become more aware of my emotions and my life, I do want to make trips to see them. It is worth it to me to see that small window of them versus missing out and not feeling that pain that they're living without you. So I'm glad that we could get a little raw there. I have a really <laughs> a really good track record of crying on the microphone, huh? I hope y'all enjoy this vulnerability and just hold your loved ones tight. If you live close, if your family lives in an amazing location, just think like why are you leaving? Do you have a sense of community? Do you have a good friend group? Focus on yourself too. Never subtract yourself from any equation. You should be the top priority in your own life. Always put your wants and needs ahead of everyone else. And if that need is to move away, move. Go. Just go live your life. Figure out a different reality and decide then if it's worth it. But you'll never know unless you try. Hell, maybe you'd be the first in your family to do such a thing.
that's pretty cool. And some families may not like it. You know, mine really wishes I'd lived closer. They don't appreciate having such a distant relationship with me either. You know, this isn't a one-sided street. They love me to death and want me to be close. But I have to do what's right for me and live my own life because I can't live my life for someone else. I have to live my life for me and anyone in my life can see that amazing part of me. I'm so much happier here. It's like it's like I'm a whole different person here. And I want them to see that version of me. I don't want them to see the sad and depressed side that I am in Nebraska. You know, I didn't really have very many friends there. I didn't have a community. I didn't have the adventures outdoors. I didn't have all of the the like positive energy. Everyone there is kind of just like meh energy wise. When my cousin was in like near Denver, I went down to visit her a little bit and one of her coworkers asked like, what's the deal with everybody in Colorado being so happy all the time? Like you go to the grocery store and the cashier is just the cheeriest person you'll ever meet. And you don't get that kind of energy very many other places. Oh God, especially not in the Midwest. <laughs> no, you don't. It's crazy. And I want my family to see this side of me, even if it is only a couple times a year. Because I feel like this version of me is what they deserve, what I deserve. And I would never want to trap myself in a bad situation or a bad environment ever. And if this has inspired you to take the leap and move to a city you've always dreamed of or you've visited and you just adore, do it. Figure it out. It may be expensive, but you can do it. Find a job. Make connections. Set yourself up. It's not impossible. It's hard. It's pretty hard, okay? And it might be hard for the first few months, but you'll find your place. You just have to take the leap, and it's so worth it. It's worth every ounce of your energy to go somewhere you adore, where your energy flourishes. Don't be held back. So, from one long-distance daughter to another, or to just an active listener, thank you for listening. I hope this resonates with some of you, gives you some clarity in life from my reality. This is my perspective on life and I am where I am because of it. If you can take anything from this, just know. Trust your intuition. You know yourself better than anyone and do what makes you happy. You can worry about the rest later. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope to see you guys in the next one and have a beautiful day. Be your vibrant self and take care. Love ya. Bye.